0: Welcome to the Dulos Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message.
1: Welcome back to the Digging Deeper Podcast. We have a very special episode today. If you are watching online, you can see this. Uh, We are in our brand new youth building. We came out here at night uh, while no workers are around. Uh, To just shoot this video real quick, you can see some of the steel behind us right now. Uh, We're sitting in the theater for the youth building. This will be high school's main area to worship. So we are, Cole, how many rows up are we? Can you count it?
0: Oh man, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
1: Nine rows up. Nine rows. So if anybody catches us after the youth building's built, and sits on the ninth row up. <laughs> this is where we were when we recorded. <laughs> Unless that. there's a seat. Uh, are there chairs? There are chairs down on that and bottom. We're rubble. on 10. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. All right, <laughs> so uh, here we are. Special time, special place, special guest. You're not really a guest. You're yeah. kind of the regular on this podcast, I'm, aren't you? I'm average. Yeah, but Cole <laughs> is back with us today. And so, Cole, before we jump into the study, I just got a couple quick questions for you. Hit me. Um, So hopefully we're getting somewhere close to the end of this pandemic coronavirus experience.
0: Yeah, I hope so.
1: We're probably not, but we thought that in like April also. But here we are. It's August. You know, we got the hopes of schools going back in September to in-person stuff, all that. So my question for you, first question, is what is the first thing you want to do? Like, where do you want to go? Is it a place you want to eat? Is it a place you want to do? Once this is all done and over with, what's the first thing you want to do that you can't currently do?
0: Okay. I'm going to give you a church answer first. Okay. Beach week, right? It's oh like, okay, gosh. that's a given. I know, it's rough. Yeah, that's rough. But I think beyond that, like, I want to go to a concert. Yeah. I want to go to Red Rocks in Colorado, <laughs> and I want to go to a concert. Like yeah. I feel like I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. I want to go somewhere that just sounds incredible with an incredible band and just yeah. soak it in.
1: When I was uh, – I preached a church camp. Well, you've been to Como, Colorado, yep. right? Uh, I preached a church camp there years ago, and it was the year after they'd taken the entire camp to Red Rocks to see – I don't remember who it was in concert, but they took the whole camp there as like their big – Experience and I'm like, why couldn't you invited me last year? Yeah. Like that's all everybody yeah. talked about. So one of these days I'll have to make it to Red Rocks too. And yeah, it's pretty. Catch a concert. Well, well, we probably don't like the same type of music. But if we happen to stumble upon a, an artist we both like, let's do it. Let's go. All right, I'm all down. in. You heard it here first. We're going. I'm not paying for you, though.
0: Golly. I'm not paying for you either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Cole, you got us into Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24 on Sunday. And uh, you had kind of a simple sermon, not simple to live out, but simple to describe, I guess. Yeah. So give us your main points again from Sunday um, and just kind of kick us off.
0: Yeah, for sure. My two points were, like you said, real simple. An unchanged mind leads to an unchanged life. A renewed mind leads to a righteous
1: life. So when you talk about this unchanged mind leads to an unchanged life versus having a renewed mind leads to a righteous life. You know, I I had a professor in college that said the battle with sin is won or lost in your mind. Yeah. What do you think of that? 100% agree. Because the whole point, for those of you that are listening or watching, um, you know the the reality is, and we don't think of it like this all the time, but every battle with sin starts up here. It starts in your mind. Yep. And if you don't control your thought life, those thoughts eventually become actions. For sure. And so the way Paul describes it here is he says that we. Uh, Should no longer walk as the Gentiles do, and he says, "In the futility of their minds." Yeah. Give us some, some, background of that, or maybe just a little bit deeper understanding or explanation of what it means that they had this futility in their minds.
0: Yeah. Well, number one, like the word futility, we don't often use it, but it is strong. Like it literally means to be incapable of success, right? Like just unable to do anything. And so what he's saying is you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. Now the Gentiles were the people that were all around them, right? Like all these people that that aren't Christians, don't be like them because their minds are incapable of success. And he's not speaking of, we all know people that aren't Christians that are successful, right? Like, yep. But what he's talking about is spiritually, Yeah. right? So yeah. why would you try and follow after people when, why would you try and imitate people's lives to get to God and to do the right thing when they don't even know how to do that?
1: Yeah. Why do you think it is that people have a desire in them to be like the world, to to look at that and go, man, I do want to emulate that, or I do want to have those struggles? I mean, everybody deals with it. Yeah. There's times all of us go, man, look at those people that aren't Christians and they're living a life that is appealing to us. What is that? What is that inside of us? I think that there's
0: something inside of us now— I want to make this deeper than it needs to be, but there's something inside of us that wants to be worshiped and that manifests itself. And we want people to like us. We want people to give us attention and so a lot of times we're willing to do whatever that, like when I was a kid, I wanted this girl to look at me. You know what I did? <laughs> I ran as fast as I could and jumped into the, onto the side of a dumpster <laughs> so it would ring loud and a girl would look at me. Yeah. And like, that's just dumb, right? Like that—that yeah. that is a futile mind. It is. But but that illustrates the point that we want people to look at us and, and like us and accept us so much so that we'll do something even if it's wrong, just to get them to look at it. And I think that that comes back to wanting to, to belong and and, and, and be worshipped because there's just something inside of us that wants that. We want to be God sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to me how how we all have this um, desire that creeps in. As hard as we try to live for Jesus, yeah. as hard as we go, hey, I want I want to do what's right. I want to follow him. There's still this desire in us that that does it comes out, it manifests itself from time to time. Where you look, like Paul's telling them not to, you look at the people all around you, and you're like, man, I don't know. Yeah. So let's get let's get a little deeper on this. So when we talk about this battle with sin, won or lost in your mind, um, I think it's important for us to understand how important a renewed mind is. Mm -hmm. So you went a little bit into this on Sunday about how, you know, how we do renew our mind, but give us just a little bit more. Why, why is it important for us? I'm going to give it away, but why is it important for us to get into God's word so that our mind can be renewed?
0: Yeah, because if we're not getting into God's word to renew our minds, then something else is renewing our mind. Something else is shaping our mind. And so Paul's whole point here is you're looking to the Gentiles. You're letting them shape your mind on what's right and wrong. Yeah. But they're futile, right? Yeah. They, they can't. They don't know what's right or wrong. So stop trusting them in that. But, but go to God's word because that's where where the truth is found, you, you know, why is it wrong to murder people? Well, well, Jesus would tell you, why is it wrong to be angry? What's wrong with sexual immorality? What's wrong with adultery? What's wrong with lying, stealing, cheating? The, the Bible would say, H- here's what's wrong. And it's not just, oh, you hurt somebody. Yeah. You know, it's much deeper than that. And so it's, it's important that we go to Scripture. And, like, I think that that comes up in a, in a lot of different things. Hey, should I do this? Should I do that? And which is funny that I say this. If someone comes up to you and they say, hey, Matt, should I, how far is too far with my boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Like, it's funny that as people, our first instinct is to go to other people for what's right or wrong instead of going to the Bible. And, And there's just something instinctively inside of us that if you say it's okay that I do this, then, well, what does it matter if the Bible says
1: it? You're a pastor, you know? Well, and that's, I mean, people have done it since the beginning, Yeah. where if I can get enough people to agree with me in something, then obviously it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's popular opinion. Yeah. And so, like, that's what's very dangerous, especially in our society today. I mean, there's so many things that on the surface, they look, oh, hey, this is this is okay. This is fine to be a part of. Then you dig a little bit deeper and you go, Oh, man, I had no idea this is what it was all about. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important for us to have a renewed mind. Uh, I love the way that Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. He says, But we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that has raised itself against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive mm. and make it obedient to Christ. That's good. So when we think about this battle in our mind, there, the way I picture it is is there's there's a literal battle going on yeah where
0: which we're, we're not there yet but Ephesians
1: 6 six yeah. yes yeah, yeah it's there. It, it is <laughs> but you have this you have this idea that in your mind um, you know old movies and cartoons used to depict it right yeah with the devil and the angel like one the the evil version of yourself telling you all the wrong things to do and the righteous versions telling mm-hmm. you the right things. But there's a reason why they thought that. Yeah, because it is that's it personified. Where we have this idea that, man, they are, they are going back and forth. And when you allow these evil thoughts to, I don't know, take uh, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Rude? To take over, oh, I yeah, guess. Right? Yeah. To take over your mind and to just run rampant, like when when someone. Cr- commit some heinous sin, right? No one ever starts out murdering someone. They don't just go out one day and all of a sudden, hey, I'm a murderer. Or no one goes out and all of a sudden starts cheating on their wife. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I just magically all of a sudden became an adulterer all of a sudden. No, that's not how it works. It works with way back here, I started having these thoughts that were inappropriate and I left them unchecked. Yep. And I started thinking about things. I started looking at stuff I shouldn't have looked at. Didn't do what I needed to do there. I did not take this thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And it just started to grow. Until the point where those thoughts in your mind, they're making their way out. Mm -hmm. And now this doesn't satisfy you anymore. I need something else. This doesn't satisfy me anymore. I need this. And it just grows to a point where all of a sudden you're the prodigal son and you wake up and you go, how in the world did I end up here? How did I get this far down the road and It's one of the things that i I always try to to talk about to junior high and high school students because they're early in their journey yeah right they're They're forming habits that will uh shape who they become, yeah. You know, and I know there's so many of you that have a teacher that told you that at school. Like the study habits you have today are gonna to be the study habits that follow you in college. <laughs> While that's true, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying the 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 way that you allow yourself to think when you're all by yourself at night, when you're on TikTok, when you are sliding into some DMs, when you're messaging people when those things happen at this young age, you're not seeing that fully grown. You're not seeing what that all becomes. For a lot of teenagers, it really is just thoughts at this point. Mm -hmm. And their battle with sin, they feel like they're getting away with it because it hasn't affected them in a way that is really detrimental yet. And so I think it's so important and so uh, crucial for for young people to understand, because we both went to Bible college, yeah, right, and we went to Bible college with some people we thought were going to knock it out of the park when when they got into ministry, absolutely, right, yeah. And it's sad. How long have you been out of Bible college now?
0: Uh, what is it? Four years now.
1: Four years. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But how many people that you graduated with already aren't even in ministry anymore?
0: Yeah, it, it's sad. It's it's honestly sad. It's one of those things where. I guess it sounds old, but when I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see these people and I'm like it just breaks my heart honestly. Like what what happened, man?
1: Like It's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. And like you know, me and my buddy Clayton, we we talk often and we're like and we know a handful of people. Mm-hmm. that were our close friends that are that are still serving God in ministry. And I'm not saying they're not Christians anymore. That's not what I mean. But they feel like they're not going to be used by God in the same way that they felt called by God to be used yeah. when they were younger. And a lot of that comes from you've lost a battle in your thought life and it manifested itself into sin. Mm-hmm. And what's the what's the James passage with sin?
0: When sin is full born, it gives birth to death.
1: Every time. Yeah. That's what sin does. And so when we allow sin to take root in not just our lives, but in our mind, and we don't make these thoughts obedient to Christ. We don't take them captive. We don't think, "Hey, there's a problem because I'm not sinning." That's where that's where we really have an issue. And Jesus had a lot to say about this. Yeah, I mean, this was a sermon on the mount, right? Yeah, that, yeah. I, I mean, when when you hear when you hear Jesus and He goes, "You've heard it said, don't commit adultery," and everybody there is going, "Yeah, haven't committed adultery yet. Nope, <laughs> haven't done that." And he goes, but I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus does is he says, hey, all you're thinking about is the action. What I'm trying to get you to do is back it all the way up yep. and care about your thought life. Yep. And that's what that's what Paul's telling us. Yeah, absolutely. He's saying a unchanged mind. Leads to an unchanged life. Right? Yeah, 100%. And a renewed mind leads us to a righteous life. Yeah. And I would just, man, if if there's anything that I think is so important for people to hold on to, it's that idea that what you think about really does matter. Absolutely. Don't let your mind go wild and become the devil's playground. Yeah. Right? Um, So one other thing, just two real simple steps that i heard a long time ago when you talk about your battle with sin you talk about your thought life Um, two simple steps to help help you um, overcome that the first thing is to recognize when you have a bad thought you recognize it okay you're all alone and you get a thought hey i should open up this i should go search for this i should go do that i should go dm this girl recognize it but it's not enough to recognize like if 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 i just go oh well man i I think a lot of bad thoughts, Yeah, that doesn't do anything. It's not enough just to recognize, step two is you got to replace it. Yep. Replace it with something good. And that's the point of renewing your mind.
0: Yeah, which also is awesome that you say that because it's the same thing Paul said, right? Like he literally says, and having put off the old self, put on your new self, yep. which is exactly what you said. Recognize this old self, it ain't good. Yep. But don't stop there. Put on the new self created in Christ Jesus in true righteousness. So you're, you're right. And you're good with God.
1: Yeah. So guys, girls, this is so important. Yeah. Don't miss it. Um, recognize those bad thoughts. Recognize how important your thought life is mm-hmm. and replace it with the right thoughts. Yeah. Spend some time in God's word. Allow God's word to renew your mind. And uh, I promise you it'll pay off in the long run. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, if this is helpful to you, if you enjoyed it, we would so love it if you would like or review and share this with someone. And uh, if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. But we love you guys. We can't wait to open this facility. Yeah, absolutely. And and have all of you here with us. But until next week, we'll see you then. See you.
0: Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.